Hello, and welcome to the podcast of The Gathering Network. We are a network of microchurches based in Glasgow, Scotland. If you are interested in starting something new or something missional, or even having a go at starting a microchurch, get in touch. We'd love to help you and connect with you. Well, hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast, and hope you liked our shiny new intro with a bit of music. Uh, may have got a little bit carried away there, but I mean, it's fun for now. We'll see how long it sticks around for, <laughs> but it's fun to be back, and we're actually going to start a, a, a new mini-series here, and it's going to be looking at something that we did as a community um, going into lockdown 3.0. Oh, man. Seems like a a lifetime ago now, but it was actually in 2021. And what we did was we went in an in-depth look and journey into the spiritual gifts that you can see in in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And yeah, the kind of Holy Spirit gifts, whatever you want to call those ones, the manifest, the spirit on those gifts. And yeah, we we looked at all of them. We did like a, a training session each Sunday evening for an hour. And it was something that was really great then, and it feels actually really pertinent now to us as a community. And just now our microchurches are a step mature, more independent, and are actually out there and not stuck in a lockdown, kind of with aspirations to be able to meet people in person again, which is wild to think now, but that's the reality that we were in at that time. So gives you a bit of context. You'll probably hear it referred to every now and again. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And if you in one of our micro churches like just think of how you could implement it with your spiritual family your community there and if you just happen to be listening i hope you enjoy it if you have any questions get in touch uh, info at the gathering network.co.uk and or just yeah find us on our website and yeah i hope you get some encouragement empowerment out of it and enjoy the podcast So as a precursor to the journey we're about to embark on together, um, <clears throat> I just want to just remind you about something, um, the reason for these gifts. The pursuit of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is something that God desires for us to do, actually. It's not just like an added extra a bit of fun or whatever. They're important. They are actually, I believe, missional in nature, and they demonstrate in a really powerful way the love that God has for all people. Um and yeah it's you can actually see them in action a lot if you just go and read through the gospel with a keen eye like matthew's a really good one or even look at how the the early church in acts utilized them if you just read through with that kind of um bent towards like what you want to look at it's really interesting to see how they use the these spiritual gifts and of course yes these are missional but they're also a huge blessing the spiritual gifts to the church. They help to cultivate a fire of faith, a boldness within the church, as well as obviously experiencing the benefits that come from them, which there are many, you know. Um, so I, I believe that these spiritual gifts should be a big part of any Jesus-centered community, and that's what we're going after. But ultimately, 
they should equip and propel us forward into the world, out on mission, to tell and demonstrate the powerful love of Jesus to people around us. So that's why we're doing this. This That's why we're doing this mini-series in lockdown. We're using the, the kind of closed-door season that we're in to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us with a new fire um, so we can be empowered to live out that great commission that Jesus gave us. Um, and the other thing is that's why we all need to agree to take risks here in this safe place that is our lovely community in order to see a shift, I believe, in wider Glasgow through those that we know and love who don't yet know Jesus. That's what it's all about. Like the stuff we do here shifts the spiritual atmosphere out there on mission. That's what I believe. So, so before we do it, can I get everyone to agree? Are you ready to go on this journey, the spiritual pursuit with God? Are you ready to, yes, thumbs up, good. <laughs> Are you ready to, to lay down any pride or insecurities that we have? Or any any fears that we've had that we may have, or or even any you know baggage or skepticism that we hold from stuff in the past when it comes to the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, are you ready ultimately to say yes to the Lord, to submit to Him, to hand over complete control to Him? Can I get an amen? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna yeah. pray. Pray good. Thanks, John. We're going to pray a blessing over us as we get going, um, and then we're going to dive straight into some some teaching. And if you want, I just want to encourage you to hold your hands out. It's a it's a sign of submission and openness to the Lord, and just that we want to be receptive to what He's doing, to to what He's going to be teaching us tonight. Because ultimately, that's what we want. We want the Lord to move through us. So, yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you for our awesome, wonderful, powerful potent community that you've built here in the gathering Lord thank you for the people that make it what it is Lord thank you for the kids that we have that were growing in number new kids are on the way thank you Lord for your blessing over us these past three years and now as we enter 2021 Lord we seek your blessing we seek your anointing we seek your what you say is activation of the spirit and a demonstration of the spirit from for each person, for each believer in a different, unique way. Such as you made us in unique and special and significant ways, Lord. So we, we say yes to you moving. We say yes to you, Holy Spirit, landing on us. Will you come now, Holy Spirit? Will you even rest on us now in our hands and our heads, just like the original um, followers of Jesus in that hidden room when you came as tongues of fire and lord we ask for that same anointing that same encounter this evening and through the the next few weeks that we're together jesus yeah in your mighty name lord jesus we pray amen amen okay let's crack open the bible it's a good place to start so um if you want you can have a listen or you can read along we're going to 1 corinthians 12 4 to 11 so that's 1 corinthians 12 4 to 11 the words of the Lord. This is it. Now there are different gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. A demonstration of the spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. To one is given a message of wisdom through the spirit, to another a message of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of languages, to another interpretation of languages. 
but one and the same spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. So tonight we're going to kick off a Holy Spirit series looking at the gift of prophecy. It's a good place to start. So as we get into this, I want you to note that um, as a precursor, often you'll hear people say, I received a word from the Lord, a word when it comes to prophecy. And just to be clear, like what we really mean is that they've received some form of revelation from God, which will often be unique to that person. So it could be a literal word, a Bible verse or a song lyric, or it could be a picture, or it could be like a scene, you know, kind of like a movie playing out, a color, a shape, an emotion. And I mean, hopefully you get it, the, the list is endless. And that's why it's really helpful to think of prophecy as a revelation received instead of a word. Um, so I just wanted to clear that up at the start. So firstly, prophecy is first a gift that helps us to understand through deep relationship with God what his nature is. Prophecy, prophecy helps us understand the nature of God. And 1 John 4, 8, it says, some of you may know it, that God is love. He is love. So the nature of God is foremost that of love, perfect love. Every decision God makes, every action he takes is formed out of his great and mighty love. And because of this, God's desire is communion with us and his union with us too. He's the only God in all the world that invites and actually wants us to share in his headspace and his heart space as well, to be deeply connected to him, to be one with him. Just to highlight what I'm saying, let's jump to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 to 12. Let me read this out to you. So it's 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 12. It says, now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. It's kind of an epic verse, and I'd encourage you to maybe at another time just go and read it through again and, and kind of tie the bits together. And um, There's some really significant points in there. But essentially, prophecy and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discernment, I'd say are all under the revelatory gifts under that category that help and enable us to connect with the deepest parts of God through the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, who really is just connecting us to the thoughts of God. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, it's crazy to think that we, you know, God desires us to, to hear his thoughts and be connected with him in that such a deep and intimate and powerful way, you know. And off of that, one of the most beautiful and powerful applications for using these revelatory gifts is that they enable us to connect with the heart and thoughts of God on behalf of someone else. I think that's where they, they really come into their own, these gifts, as, as showing the power and the love of Jesus. So we get to see the story of the person and we also get to see God's desire for them. Although often this may not actually be where they're at right in that moment, but it's it's telling them where they could be 
It's calling out the gold. It's calling out the worth and the potential in that person. And ultimately, it's drawing them closer to Jesus. Here's my other kind of point about prophecy. At its heart, prophecy imparts identity to people. True God-breathed identity to people. So therefore, being on the end of receiving a prophetic revelation should feel like being loved really well. So if you're receiving one, you should feel the love of God. If you're giving one, you should the person who you're you're giving the revelation to, they should feel loved. Loved by us, yeah, but also loved by God too. And prophecy is all about relationship. Effectively, we're looking to translate God's thoughts for someone else, which is really exciting. It's so cool that we have that opportunity. And, you know, to do that well and effectively, it's simple. We need to know, we need to desire, and we need to connect regularly with the heart of God. It's simple, yet it's challenging. Like prophecy is all about relationship with God, connection to him, affinity to him, closeness to him. And like I said, the goal for the prophetic and using these gifts, the prophetic should make the person run to Jesus. And if they don't know Jesus, it should reveal Jesus to them. And part of doing this and loving people well is... It's not often spoken about, but I think it's really important. It's not just receiving a revelation. It's actually looking beyond that and digging deeper, looking for the application or the action of the revelation we've received on behalf of someone. You know, digging deeper into the heart of God for a fuller, a truer sense of what he wants to, to bless and impart to that person. And that's that's challenging to me, you know, so you're not just saying like, oh, I've got a picture of a flower. Isn't that really nice? You're going to ask like more from the Lord. Like what what does that flower signify? What do the colors mean? What does this this particular flower that you show me have significance for for this person? Um, and I believe that. The the goal of seeking revelation is that we we want to connect with the Lord. We want to see what he sees. We want, we want to hear what God hears. And then we want to speak what God is speaking, always bathed in love. And the, the translation aspect of what I spoke about, of getting the application and the taking that revelation, digging deeper with it and getting more clarity for the person that we're giving it to, it takes, that's something that just doesn't come automatically. It's something that takes time and risk and perseverance to get there, do you know? And that's why we do this stuff as a community in a safe place, because we love and trust Jesus already. We love and trust one another. So it's okay if, you know, we're learning and figuring stuff out. Um, But that's what we want to aspire to. And I think going to that level is especially important for when we're going to share words with people who don't yet know Jesus out in the world. Because the last thing we want to do is leave the person feeling confused or or even hopefully not, but even potentially belittled or discouraged because we've brought them an incomplete or unthought through revelation from the Lord. And just like to make a note on that, prophecy is about relationship, relationship to God, yes, 
but also I believe that there's there's importance in the relationship to the person you're giving the prophetic revelation to as well. Relationship there can have a big impact. So let me put it this way, that you the more buy-in you have and trust there is in a relationship, the more equity I'd say you have to share a prophetic revelation and for the potential for it to be received well, as daunting as it seems to give words to people that we know. So for an example, a trusted friend who knows you and knows your character and knows your heart and knows that you know Jesus. Maybe you could say something along the lines of, you know, hey pal, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually, you know, you know what I believe, you know, I follow Jesus and I'm actually practicing listening to God's voice at the minute. So I was wondering if I could maybe have a go for you. Like, what do you think? Um, so you've got that kind of relational equity, you know, um, whereas if you're going to go and just maybe go on the streets or whatever and share prophetic words with strangers, then I believe that we really need to be seeking a high level of revelation and application because we we have no relational equity there with these people, you know, um, hopefully that makes sense. I feel like within the, the confines of a relationship, there is much more potential for someone to actually receive a prophetic word which is why we go after you know loving people and, and and sharing life with them it's what jesus wants us to do and it's you know doing that is is showing and displaying love to them but it also gives us opportunity to do this stuff too um so that being said there's always obviously god can change things in an instant there's always a kingdom trump card that god can play in these situations and that's his love you know if you bring a not fully formed word to someone but your heart posture is one of love then they may well they may well encounter god's love in the process even if you know them or if you don't know them or whatever because your heart is loving god loves that desire that you have to share his love with them there's a story of um, actually sean boltz who operates in kind of words of knowledge and that kind of stuff check him out We've got some interesting videos online um he was in a coffee shop and he felt like he got a, a word for the dude in front of him. So he told him, didn't mean anything. The guy was like, nah, it's not me. Sorry. But what? Like God speaks to you. And then like long story short, essentially the guy gave his life to Jesus because of the, the conversation that started. So it's kind of cool. Um, so I don't want us to be daunted by aspiring to get deeper applications and revelation from the Lord, but I want us to go after it all the same. Um, and just remember that it's from a humble posture of our heart that God will use us. Remember Psalm 51 from last week, the sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. God, you will not despise a broken and humbled heart. Or as it says in the message, which is just really nice how they've phrased it, going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. So it's speaking into the fact that we need to have a humble heart, a humble posture of worship when going after the spiritual gifts, when going after revelation and prophecy. And pride can sometimes be a factor that will limit our connection to God and somewhat, I think, sometimes block these gifts from moving in and through us. So it's like, it's always part of the internal struggle for us. We need to get our own biases, egos, insecurities, pridefulness, whatever it is out of the way 
and allow God's revelation to flow th freely through us without pre-disqualifying or manipulating whatever the revelation is. Because remember 1 Corinthians 2 says, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit who comes from God, the Holy Spirit, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. So, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. And if you are on the more underconfident, let's say, insecure end of the spectrum, as opposed to prideful, which probably is where most of us sit, I reckon. Here's my encouragement. That is a good, healthy place to be. That's a healthy place to be down there. It's a humble place to be, do you know? So that's good, be encouraged. That's a good place to be. But we want to make sure that like we are standing firm in the truth about our identities because that's where the empowerment comes from, knowing who Jesus has called us and made us. So we want to make sure that being humble isn't a cover-up for existing in any lies that say that we're worthless. That's just as dangerous, I think, as pride. But if you, you know, if you genuinely do feel a bit out of your depth and experience, then that's a good place to be. It's about acknowledging that God's in control and all we desire is to connect with his heart. And remember, the coolest things from those verses that stood out to me, he has designed us to do that, to connect with his heart, and he desires for us to do that. Okay. Sweet. Okay, we're going to move on to some practical exercise in a second, but I just want to remind you, it's going to be weird because we're on Zoom, but it's fine. We're not in a room together. We will be soon, God willing, but a couple of core values that we hold as a community. So we've distanced ourselves from the lie that said Christians should automatically be experts at everything, missional, spiritual, biblical, whatever else it is, you know, this is not true. It's not helpful. Instead, we're just acknowledging that we're on a journey of learning and discovery as we follow Jesus. That's all. But however inexperienced we feel, the next point, we're still going to try. Because for us as a community, the only failure is failing to give something a go, failing to do something. So we're just going to make the most of every opportunity. And above all, as has been, I think, really obvious from this whole passage is our goal is love. Our aim is simply to share the love of God. So if your motivation is love, i.e. Jesus, and your heart is filled with love, then it's a win-win. You can't go wrong, do you know? And this sums up 1 Corinthians 14, 1. It's at the end of the spiritual gifts passage. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts and above all that you may prophesy, which is why we're kicking off with prophecy. So in other words, go after love like your life depends on it. Go after Jesus like your life depends on it and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So let's just pray right now. I just want to like pray a blessing over you and I want you to agree and say, Lord, I want to experience the gift of prophecy, the gift of revelation of connecting with your heart. I want to experience this. I want your power to rest on me, Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just... We ask for you now to to bless us with this gift, to activate, as you say in your word, this gift of prophecy over us as a community, over every person on this call, and even people not on this call in the gathering too, Lord, who aren't able to be here. Lord, will you awaken this gift in us? Will you wait, awaken a deeper connection to you and your heart, your nature, your thoughts and your mind, that we can share them 
with the people around us. And Lord, we give you our fears and doubts and just ask for you to move. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen.